welcome to the Original Brew Collective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Ben. And I'm Robert. And on these episodes on this podcast, we review different beers from different breweries. And the beer we're drinking today is from a brewery that is it's just a long time coming. So, Robert, dear, dear to our hearts. I know, right? What, so what are we drinking today? Yeah, today we're drinking a beer from Moonraker Brewing Company. Is this the first time we've reviewed a beer from them? Yes. I think last episode we talked about it. Uh, I wasn't sure. I was trying to recall because th- Ben made a comment that it was the first time we've reviewed from them. We and definitely... I think we've probably talked about them in every single episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about every episode, but we've talked about them a lot. We have talked about them. We posted them. some of their photos on our Instagram account at Original Brew Collective. Go give us a follow. Um, but yeah, I, as Ben mentioned, I think the last episode, I think this might be the first one we've ever reviewed from which them. Which is crazy. A little crazy. Yeah. Um, they're located in Auburn, California. Um, they're just, they put out incredible beers. They're just very near and dear to our hearts. They are, yeah. Um, so they're, they're known for their IPAs. Their IPA game is strong. Actually, um, fun fact, they have a beer called The Extremist. It's a triple West Coast IPA. It beat out Pliny. Yeah, Pliny the, um, Pliny the Younger. Whoa. Yeah, which so is like out, the, how, what do you in a, I don't remember which which it was a one of the high prestigious was it like a blind taste test type of thing? I, no, it was an official uh, not the Great American Brew Fest, but it was like one of the big high up like California ones wow. I think. And yeah, it uh, the judges voted for extremist from them. Jeez, and then it is probably one of the best West Coast IPAs I've ever had. I remember I had a. Milkshake IPA from them, the mango milkshake IPA. Super good. Yeah, and it's really I, sweet. But if you are, if you like sweet, it's super good. And Robert brought it over to my house, and I remember taking a sip from it, and I had to leave the room. We did because it was, so, it was <laughs> that good. I was just blown away. Yeah, it's really good. It's like I mean, yeah, and you have to be with that one in particular. You have to be into milkshakes, you know. Um, and it is like I said, really sweet. So if you have to be into that as well. Um, you want killer milkshakes, tired hands, tired hands. We've reviewed one of their milkshakes, extra mm-hmm. vanilla milkshake. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they tired hands brewing company actually is people word on the street is they are one of the founders of the uh, milkshake style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to Moonraker. So today we're reviewing a new stout for them. So well, it's not so, so new now. Can I just, yet. can I just say too, if, yeah. if you're just somehow stumbled across this or listening to this podcast and You've been wanting to get your hands on Moonraker, and because I don't think they distribute. They, that, they, they, I know they do in our area, but yeah. I don't know about like super far. But they do Southern California now. Okay, and they do like maybe Arizona, like just outside of California. But well, no, if you're not, not there, if you're yeah. not there, we could uh, we can get our hands on Moonraker pretty easily, and it'd be fun to trade. Yeah, they're actually really well known for like I said, their IPAs, but YoJo um, was one of their first like big hits. From a New England IPA standpoint, like, mm-hmm. I think it won like best new beer of the year or something. Um, first year they made it, yeah, they make some incredible IPAs. Anyways, just want, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, so we're drinking psychedelic buffalo. Um, it's coming in at thirteen percent ABV. This is a very very unique stout actually. So it's brewed with uh, what vanilla, coffee, lavender, and sea salt. I feel like the lavender is pretty unique about it. Yeah, and that's yeah. Exactly, and that's what I think the 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 unique. I actually, I really like the lavender flavor and I like lavender. scent of lavender. And yeah, I like lavender. So yeah, so I think we're gonna like this one. Um, I'm gonna crack this open. Yeah, we're drinking this one. This one is what is this? A 22 ounce bottle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Looks like it. It's act. It's a pint 
Oh, no, you know what? It's not much more than a pint. Okay. It's, yeah, just barely 18. over a pint. And I think I already said this, 13% ABV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's pour this out here. Maybe a Teku? Yeah. So Ben will be drinking out of a Teku. I will be drinking out of a Snifter today. Let's get a good pour so we can try to get some good head retention on this one. Look at that. So if you, are, if you are just uh, listening and not watching with us on YouTube, the label on the bottle is pretty simple, yeah. I would say. It's just a, a blue and gray buffalo yep. on a silver backdrop. Yep. It's like that with buffalo. Yeah, and there's a, um, a dream catcher in the background Ooh, behind cool. it. It's a pretty simple label. Moonacre is always keeping it pretty simple with their labels. Yeah, the and they're pretty, for the most part. They really vary it up too, though. Yeah, they do. Actually, one of their beer tenders does some of the some of the art. Oh, their, nice. Their labels. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So we have this one poured. Very dark. It's a really dark one. Um, creamy mocha head. The head is looking pretty... I mean, dense bubbles, it's looking really creamy. I wouldn't say fluffy, but it's looking really creamy. It does look very creamy. It's leaving a great lacing yeah. on the glass. Yep. Um, it's like a dark tan. The yeah. head of it is a dark tan. Yeah, if you're watching, you might be able to see as I swirl it around a little bit. It's just coating the glass, which is a nice sign. I love those dense little bubbles um, for a solid head retention right there. Uh, let's see what we got on the nose, man. Yeah. That is a very interesting smell. It is. Lavender coffee. Yeah, I'm getting coffee a lot. You're not getting lavender? No, I I do oh, get okay. lavender. And so it's interesting. I've actually had um I really I really enjoy coffee and I've I've actually had lavender lattes before. Oh really? Like a lavender huh. latte. Because they yeah. have, you know, they when you go to a coffee shop, they have the different syrups that you can do, like vanilla is really popular and hazelnut. Yeah. But it's certain coffee shops. I, I would say more, I don't think like Starbucks would have it, but smaller, mm -hmm. they have different syrups and lavender is one. So you can actually yeah. get lavender lattes at some, and like, this is what it, that, it's reminding me of that. Yeah. Like a lavender latte. I mean, yeah, I'm just getting a, a lot of it's lavender coffee. A, it's actually, it's so interesting because it's a scent that you wouldn't really put together, but yeah. it really works. I, I mean, think. it smells good. It smells unique. You know, I'm not sure I Maybe would buy just because a candle I, yeah. that's not like this, Yeah, but I appreciate both smells. And maybe it's just because I've had it before, it's not. Yeah. I'm really curious to try this one. It doesn't, and by no, by all means, it doesn't smell bad at all. Um, it's just very interesting. I feel like on the nose, it's almost, I'm almost feeling like it's two contrasting flavors a little bit on the nose. But we'll, like see when it, we'll see when it comes to the I'm excited to try this. Let's, let's try it. Yeah. Wow, so Whoa. it's a ton of lavender on the palate. Not, I mean, there's, with notes of coffee and chocolate, it's not overly coffee. I mean, for me, up front, it's like super bold lavender. But this is, I'm, this is super unique. I'm really vibing with this, actually. I really like this. More than I was on the nose. I'm really vibing with this. I don't know if this is for everyone, but I if you don't like lavender, it's probably not for you. But this is very good. This is one of the more unique stouts I've had, honestly, yeah. ever. It's very unique. This is like an, like an artsy stout. Uh, yeah, right? that's a good way to put like, it. Like, it's not like the 
they went and like tried to do like a tiramisu or something like that inspired stout or last episode we had a, an incredible stout actually from uh bottle logic it was study break and yes, it's like snickers, snickers inspired. inspired so it's not like they went and tried to do a classic like yeah you know flavor profile that people know and are familiar with and love i mean they i don't know what inspired this one this is very unique but i'm vibing with it i so um after after drinking it and letting it kind of like linger for a little bit without taking a sip like right after the aftertaste of it is there is it's a really for me it's a really really great coffee flavor yeah on like mm. just the aftertaste of it is a really great and it almost flavor. it almost like so you you take your sip you finish it and you think you have the aftertaste and you have to wait like three seconds and then it kicks in a little bit yeah yeah which is crazy and i i mean not to get too detail i mean but it's like kind of like a medium roast like coffee flavor the yeah. coffee connoisseur comes out <laughs> it's really i really like it and there's there are some um coffee roasts that have like a chocolate roast or like a french vanilla roast and i feel like this one is like kind of like a like a milk chocolate roast coffee that they might have used in there but that's like the aftertaste it's i really like it this is really good it's pretty creamy too yeah it is this is a Medium heavy mouthfeel for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say heavy, but yeah, just like you said, medium heavy for yeah. sure. Wow, that's good. It is yeah, it's, it's so, so unique. It's very floral lavender. It's interesting because like the, in a weird way, the lavender kind of tastes uh, bright in a way, mm -hmm. and it's just that's an interesting concept with a stout like yeah. having like a bright flavor yeah with a stout that's usually like a dark that i mean not usually but is like a dark beer yeah i don't know it's interesting i yeah. really i like it yeah they really did something different with this they did and i appreciate it thanks moonraker um then so what is our brewery talk today you know so brewery talk we have um it's just casual conversation and once in a while we just kind of kind of talk on like the spur of the moment, like whatever the hell we want to talk about. Yep. So I thought we would do that today. And um, I'm pretty good at like coming up with just like random questions. <laughs> and so I thought I'd um, just ask you a question and then we can see like where the conversation goes from there. Yeah. So if you were to have dinner with three people, dead or alive, but people that you've never met before, who would it be? Oh gosh, dude, that's such a hard question. It is. But who, who would those three people be? Just I, kind of like I people. wish that I would have had some knowledge of what you were going to ask because then I would maybe pre-plan. So I'm not just sitting here like saying, um, 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 uh -huh. am I having, so three people, three, and is it all together dinner or is yeah, it like, it's a dinner that you're having, you're hosting the dinner, the dinner party. Right. Oh man. Okay. So that's a difficult question. Like I would say like Elon Musk seems like a really interesting dude also seems kind of odd mm -hmm. and maybe he dominate conversation too much so Even, so elon musk you're not elon musk. i don't know i'm just throwing people out there right now maybe um biblical jesus might be kind of cool too mm -hmm. but like maybe people would dial it down a bit knowing it's jesus and they wouldn't like open up too much and say what they're thinking or try to you know be as open about yeah like they oh, would just be more reserved. Yeah, they try to they try to knowing is Jesus. Yeah. Um. So so far we've got Elon Musk and Jesus. <laughs> that would be such an interesting that would be interesting part. conversation. That would be. Um. 
but I'm not picking either of them yet. Um, who else? Mother Teresa. What a sweet soul, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but maybe she would kind of be a downer. Oh. Talking all about, like, all the sick people. Uh -huh. Which is great, but at the same time, like, <laughs> let's have a good conversation at the dinner table, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm all about, like, supporting certain causes and charity. But, mm -hmm. um, man, this is a tough question. You know, I think that it would actually be interesting to... And this might be a boring answer because there's no one really specific, but just sit down with like some like great, great, great grandparents or, an you know, ancestors within my like lineage. Yes. I think that would be really cool. Totally that would be super them. cool. Because right now, and specifically, I think that's, I mean, that probably oh, might I be my answer. That answer. That's yeah. probably going to be my answer, to be honest. And there's people that I, I don't know their names. Um, but right now, um, both my grandpas passed away years ago. So I only have my two grandmas and then one of my grandmas has pretty advanced, I think it's dementia. Like she doesn't even know who I am. When we go over to visit, I will say like, oh, hi grandma or whatever. And she like just knows she should know who I am probably based mm -hmm. on how I'm acting towards her. And so she'll like greet me and stuff like that. And But she doesn't understand that I'm her grandson, but she knows one of my other cousins like that he's her grandson because he lived with her for a while and so she knows him but she doesn't know who i am so she'll like talk about him and tell me about her grandson mark but she doesn't know who i am and actually you know i actually i was with mark one time with her and he doesn't live in the area so he, i invited him to come stay with me and so we're like oh we should go see grandma since you're in the area and so we go visit grandma and she was i was like hey grandma and she was like oh hi like didn't know who i was it was kind of obvious and then I was like, I have a surprise for you. And she's like, what? And Mark, I tell Mark, Mark comes in, like as a Mark. And she freaks out. She's like, my favorite grandson. <laughs> and I was like, uh, cool, grandma. <laughs> I told her, I was like, I'm your grandson too. She's like, oh, ha ha. Like waved it off. And I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess. I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't blame you. Like, yeah. If he lived with me, like I'd probably be my favorite grandson too, I mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I probably would say some like some of my ancestors that I'm not even aware of but like just to talk about to learn more about like where my lineage and where yeah, my where family came came, where i came from and it would be also really cool to hear about like struggles in a way too of like in, how in these came. different times yeah. yeah in last episode we talked about like uh taking things for granted and we're talking about how in california a lot of people are getting their electricity shut off because of the the wildfires um, and the risk of wildfires. And so I think that like, it's kind of comes to play. Like you, you, if I were to sit down and talk with them, I would realize like, wow, like they have such different perspectives. They didn't grow up in a time where we have our phones. We have literally computers in our pockets that contain our lives. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I have a computer in my pocket that has my calendar. It has all of my friends and family. It has all my conversations. It has all my photos, all my most recent engagements, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, you know, um, that computer in my pocket contains my life. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've kind of talked about this before in, in previous episodes, how, uh, I was listening to a podcast and Elon Musk, that was featuring Elon Musk actually. And it was talking about how we're like already, he thinks we're already kind of like androids in a way, like, you know, in futuristic movies in the past, like we've predicted like androids are going to be a thing, but he was saying, now it's almost like we are that 
but we're not how we imagined it would be. But yeah. we are that. We are androids in a way. You know, yeah. we have these computers that are connected to us that are tied to us. Which is really interesting. It is interesting. Um, it's become a part of yeah, who we it, are absolutely. culture in our society. And, yeah, and you go back then, like let's say it's like I'm sitting down with my great 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 grandma or something like that. That like wasn't even a thing. Like, computers weren't a thing. TVs weren't a thing back then. Um, you even go to our great great grandparents, TV wasn't even a thing back then, right? That was like our grandparents' generation. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I mean, I don't even know what it was, like horse-drawn carriages and writing letters was their thing and like it's crazy messenger pigeons or something. I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, like I so think that would be really interesting. So would you say like the three that you'd have would all be ancestors that you've never Yeah, met? I think it would be. I think that'd be more important to me than meeting with anyone of historical importance, to be honest with you. And like I said, it would be really cool to be able to sit down with certain people of historical importance. Um, or like, you know, great minds like Albert Einstein or Elon Musk, you know, he's probably, you know, one of the greatest minds of our time. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me personally, I don't know if this is selfish or not, but I would no, like to sit, dude. I would like to sit down. Who you want? I would like to sit down with people. That's uh, a selfish question. Yeah. Family. Nice. That I don't even know. I've never even heard of. Yeah. It'd be really cool. I took, uh, what we did, my wife and I, my mother-in-law, uh, she's pretty rad and she got us. 23 and me DNA tests. And so we took that. Shout out. Shout out to, yeah, my mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, and so that was like a Christmas present, I think, last year. And so I was told my entire life that I'm half Mexican and my dad is full Mexican. And then my mother is very white. And she, uh, actually, you know, I grew up getting asked by kids in elementary school if I was adopted. When my mom would come to pick me up from school, they're like, oh, that's your mom? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, Are you adopted? And I, that... Never phased me. I always thought, like, that's a little weird question. Why would you ask me that? But mm -hmm. now I get it, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't ask people that, by the way. That's no, not that's appropriate or nice to ask. Um, but, uh, yeah, and so my mom, I was told my mom's side was always, like, Dutch, Scottish, German, and Irish, and, like, Scandinavian. And so my mother-in-law got us the DNA test. We took those. And I was, like, amazed to actually find out, like, that... I mean, some of that was true, like the Irish and Scottish specifically, right? But I don't know if I was German at all, but I was, I wasn't, I mean, what surprised me the most was my dad's side was I was told my entire life, you're my dad, I'm 50% Mexican. Come to find out I'm like 12 to 13% indigenous Mexican. So like native to Mexico. So like, I don't know, would that be the Mayans and stuff, Aztec, mm -hmm. what be, and then and uh, the other part, a huge part was from Spain and Basque. Like I'm from the, like, like 3%, two, 2 or 3% from the Congo, like, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, you know? it is. So yeah. I think it'd be really interesting to sit down with, you know, great, 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 There's like from the Congo ancestor. I know, cool. right, man? <laughs> yeah, people from the Congo. I don't know if they'd understand what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but, but this dinner party, you all understand. What? Yeah, you can communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then, yeah. Like, I would like to sit down with great, 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 like, grandparents or mm -hmm. something, you know? I think that'd be pretty epic. That's really cool. Yeah. Nice. How about you? So my answer's a little different. Okay. <laughs> um, I but, mean, what, are you going to say, like, the Pope? <laughs> no. Um, I do think that, I didn't even think of that, like, ancestors that you haven't met, because I, I was thinking of people that I had met, I really wish that it would that I could have dinner with my grandparents because mm. I don't have any grandparents left and they all kind of, they passed away when I was younger. Yeah. So it would have been like, and when you're younger, you don't, I just wish I would have known 
what I do now, like that I want to have conversations with them and like talk to them about, cause they were like my age, a lot of our grandparents were in like world war two yeah. and like in wars and like all that stuff. And so like what that was like. And, yeah. um, so just to hear that would be really cool. But for people that I haven't met, um, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I would really, the first person would be walking Phoenix because oh dude that guy i've seen interviews and he's kind of a weirdo and the thing he's an incredible actor well the thing with that is not necessarily walking phoenix but like i know so i mean he's just an example of he so he's like a method actor yeah right and so like method actors they really get into their role and i just think it'd be super interesting to like sit down and have dinner with someone that takes that so seriously where they like how they get into their role and like see what they're actually like in real life. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf, Shia, Jerry I, Leto. I and really like Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. I think he's such a good actor. There was. But a, wouldn't that be interesting to see what they're actually like? Yeah, because you don't. I mean, interviews can who, be so faked too. You know, who are they like? Because they're method actors, so they exactly they get into the role in their real lives and pretend that that's who they are. But this is my dinner party, so this is who they are they're coming like who they actually are and i think it's so interesting to like talk to them about their process and i'm not an actor at all or like (laughs) a theater person but i appreciate it so like i think that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. um then the other person would be um amelia Earhart because i want to know what happened uh that's always been something that i've really uh just because it's such a mystery, yeah. like, what actually happened to me. And she, if she was at my dinner party, she, there might have been she some, could tell me. I don't know if we talked about this before. There might have been, in the last year, some recent findings. I know there's, like, pictures. Where they of, think that maybe she, they found, like, remnants of a plane or something like that on the island. Mm-hmm. But they never think her. That maybe, no, they never found her. So maybe she made it, she landed on the island. But I know there's, there's like, pictures of her. It's a little mystery. Yeah. And if, uh, if communication was not a barrier, I think it'd be... Very interesting to um, talk to where, like, in the indigenous parts of the Amazon, have dinner with someone that is like from those tribes mm-hmm. that like people have found but haven't necessarily like come back from. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a chief or something, and be able to talk to them about their way of life and like what what they have out there. I feel like it'd be very spiritual conversation. It could be. Because and that would be interesting. Of them not having much, all they know is where they are, like their surroundings and the land and everything yeah. like that. And I feel like from what I've read and stuff, that a lot of those people are very spiritual people. Yeah. And I mean, that makes sense because what do they have around them? Mm-hmm. But nature and nature can be a very spiritual thing. Yeah. And just to like talk to them about what, why they believe what they believe and I don't know like yeah, how, that would they, be how a, they live. It'd be very so, interesting conversation. Walking Phoenix, Amelia Earhart, interesting dinner party. and a chief from an indigenous tribe from the Amazon. I feel like Walking Phoenix would love that dinner party. Yeah. Especially the chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it would just be interesting because I don't know. Those are like just some, I know it's random, but those yeah, are the people. Weird. It's just people I think about. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Walking Phoenix, if you haven't seen Joker, he is an incredible actor. I mean, he's, he's just a great, great actor, great but actor. in Joker, the new Joker movie, he is incredible. Very well done. And in fact, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like a, a movie aficionado or anything. I would like say that. you are. Okay. I wouldn't say that I am. But I, I, that was one of the 
first movies where I really noticed, like during the movie, throughout the movie, the cinematography of it and the different angles and shots they got. Wow. Um, and That's I thought cool. it was really cool, like that all the things cool. that they did with that movie. Um, it For me, to be honest, and please don't hate on me for this, anyone who loved that movie. And I loved it. But I thought it was a little slow, at least in the beginning. But I think that the cinematography and the acting really made up for it. Joaquin Phoenix is an, an incredible actor. Mm -hmm. He killed it. Like, it was so good. Yeah. And I, I thought the whole, like, concept of the character building and everything was super well done. It's not, like... I think I was expecting more mass chaos and more um, plotted crime and stuff, being mm -hmm. the Joker. But it's really just the development of the character and how he becomes the way he is. And dude is, like, crazy and evil. Like, it's mm -hmm. really interesting. Wow. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I actually haven't seen it. Okay. No. You should see it. It's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. I'd like to. Um, Shia LaBeouf, we were talking about him earlier, also being a method actor. Oh, he, that's the minute. He was in a movie called Lawless, I think, right? Did you ever see Lawless? I did, yeah. He became an alcoholic, I think, because of that movie. Oh, really? Because he was a method actor. So that movie was about a band, like about um, these brothers. It's three brothers. Who right? are bootleggers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, back during the Prohibition, so they would make moonshine illegally. Forget who's in it. So like Shia LaBeouf, Tom Hardy, and someone else. I just remember Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Tom Hardy, and I I know the other actor. I know his face and everything. Yeah. I don't know what else. He, mm -hmm. I don't know his name. Yeah. But yeah, Shia LaBeouf, I, I read an article about how some of the actors hated working with him because he was, during the filming, almost the entire movie, he was drunk. Wow. Like, actually drunk. And his character is supposed to be drunk in a lot of it and stuff like that because he's an alcoholic. Um, he's the youngest of the three brothers, Nicky Moonshine, and so he's just drunk all the time. And he actually was drunk almost the entire movie. <laughs> and they hated working with him. Interesting. But he's a method actor, and he's I think he's really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So during Transformers, how was he a method actor, though, you know? Probably he like ran actually. around pretending he was hanging out with robots, or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was just some teenager that I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, but yeah. So for my my dinner party, I would just have my some of my that's great. That'd, That'd be, cool. be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um. So back to the beer. Yeah. Ben, what are you uh, what are you thinking? Has anything changed since it's warmed up, opened up a bit? Um. I think, yeah, actually, I wasn't getting, I know you were saying you were getting a lot of lavender. Ton. And I wasn't getting, I was getting mostly coffee, but I, now that it's opened up, I'm getting a lot of the lavender. I think it's a ton of lavender. Yeah. I would compare this to, and this sounds maybe, I mean, might be hard to like think about or cause it's not common, but somehow they were to make a chocolate covered espresso bean with lavender. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. It's and actually as it's opened up, it's gotten sweeter. So it, it's like a chocolate-covered espresso bean with lavender, and it's pretty sweet. It's definitely gotten sweeter for me, at least, since it's opened up. Mm -hmm. But this is a very good, very interesting, I would say an experimental beer coming from Moonmaker. Yeah, definitely. Normally, they're like making some classic go-to, like insane New England IPAs that I love. Um, yeah. And then they make some, they've made some solid stouts in the past yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they're not, I wouldn't say they're known for their stouts, but they, I, they made some that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, this is one of the most unique beers I've ever had from them. Yeah. Yeah. And, so if you, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a lot to say on that. <laughs> this is really good. I wouldn't say it's for everyone. It's very unique. You have to like lavender. You love like a good floral, some floral notes, but this is really good in my mm -hmm. opinion. I think they did a really good job and they captured what they were going for, for sure. And mm -hmm. it's a good balance of all the ingredients. 
Definitely. The uh, coffee, chocolate, uh, what did I say, lactose? Yeah, and espresso, coffee flavored. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and lavender, like I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a really good beer. Yeah. So we're going to keep on sipping this one. It's really good. Um, go give Moonraker a follow um, on Instagram, Facebook, whatnot. And then give us a follow. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. You can give us a follow at Original Brew Collective on Instagram and Facebook. And then Twitter is at Brew Original. And then if you would be so inclined, you can give me a follow at Robert underscore OBC. And then Ben would be Benjamin underscore OBC. We have our own Instagram beer accounts. And so we're posting our own unique beer photos um, at Original Brew Collective. Posts even different photos mm-hmm. from what we post. Um I think that there are maybe a little bit better. There you um, go. Yeah, if you don't want us in the photo at all, then yeah, go follow Have Original Group <laughs> Collective because it's better. Um, sometimes their hands are in it. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> our hands have been in it. Uh, we've had friends, their hands have been featured. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've tagged them. We should have if we haven't. Dang. We'll go back. Yeah, we'll go back and maybe retag. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to close this one out. Um, ben, we usually close these out with a cheer. So let's first of all, let's cheers to the listener. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Go like, rate, review on YouTube and whatever ins- or streaming platform that you're listening on. If you're not on yeah, YouTube right now, do. yeah, do. we love the feedback. Honestly, um, we close each episode out with a cheers. Ben, who cheers in this one? Too? I do have a cheers. My cheers is to my honorable mention to my dinner party, who is Walt Disney. Thank you, Walt Disney, for all that you've done for us. For me as a kid and growing up and yeah, cheers to you. Cheers, Walt.